0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Welcome to the Comedy Zero Field Report. Uh, your nice, neatly packaged comedy news uh, show um, and news about nothing else, in case you were worried about that. Uh, this is a brand new podcast that's part of the Believe Podcast family. Can you believe it? I got a great... Oh, first off, I'm your host, Jake Kroger. I created the Comedy Bureau. Um, it's a thing that's everything you need to know about like comedy and beyond. And I needed to do a podcast about everything I do and how much I love comedy. And... Uh, yeah, it's a thing I wanted to do before everyone else. Everyone else was doing quarantine podcasts, so um, I just want to get that out there that I was only wanting to do podcasts before half of the world wanted to do them, not all of them. Anyhow, uh, I have a great guest co-host uh, today. Um, he, you've seen him on Conan. Uh, you've seen his series, I'd hope, that is probably a precursor to whatever is going on, Seven (laughs) Minutes in Purgatory. And uh, hopefully, most recently, you've seen him do a whole goddamn episode of SNL by himself uh, Saturday Night Quarantine. Please give it up for Ian Abramson.
0: Woo! Hello! Thank you so much for having me.
1: You missed (laughs) his applause, Ian?
0: Yes, that's right. Yeah.
1: (laughs) That's something you're going to have, like, queued up in your next episode of Saturday Night Quarantine.
0: <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. This is so cool you're doing this. This is such a great way, uh, like a, a, another branch of the Comedy Bureau.
1: Right. Such a good idea. Oh, thanks, man. It was just like a time thing, because, you know, I don't know if anyone listening knows this, but I run it all on my own. Yeah. So <laughs> things take some time to do. So... Um, We're in a uh, weird time in general, but uh, a weird time in in comedy because we (laughs) cannot go out and gather and hear laughter and all that sort of, I mean, in the traditional sense. Um, Totally. How are you handling that, Ian? Who
0: I am trying to just uh, feel like I'm busy i try to feel like i have a have goals each day right and that makes the time pass and and helps the days not all feel like one long boring day right
1: um what do you specifically are you like writing jokes every morning or are you getting (laughs) prepping your weekly episode yeah (laughs) we'll
0: Yeah, so I'm doing this uh, this Saturday night quarantine. SNL was put on hiatus. Mm -hmm. And so I said, I'm going to do it all myself. And it turns out that's actually an incredible amount of work. But (laughs) I'm grateful for that right now because it it takes all week to do it, even the way that I'm doing it. And that is nice to have that to focus on.
1: Yeah. Did you, okay, one, have you ever auditioned for SNL?
0: uh yes i have i think i'm allowed to say that yeah
1: yeah oh, who who gives it we're all locked down G- who gives a <laughs> shit man Did say it what do what, what they get no one's in the office they can't do anything
0: i will say what i'm doing now is not officially associated with them at all i guess that's sure. all i would say yeah
1: yeah that's fine although i think this serves as a pretty great audition to like have a show i feel like <laughs> that's very kind yeah, any anybody who, like, pulls off, like, this live stream comedy, although they're, like, old road dogs who think it's, like, man, all this sucks and no one, <laughs> this isn't going to, like, save us or whatever. Um, I think this is, like, you know, almost like a pilot presentation or something. I feel like...
0: That's fun. Thank you.
1: Yeah, you would deserve that, like... Uh, if you guys haven't seen it, it's every Saturday at 8.30 p.m. Pacific Time, 11.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Twitch at Ian's yep. Twitch, which is what,
0: Twitch twitch.tv slash Ian Abramson. You got it. You are on top of it. This, um, this man lives and breathes the Comedy Bureau. Yeah. He's memorized URLs. Are you kidding me?
1: Yep. Wow. Yep. <clears throat> I mean, I, so you fill your day with making a whole episode of SNL by yourself. I have been uh, pivoting to staying on top of live streams uh, and keeping track of what comedy is still happening. And there's lots. I mean, not only is there what you're doing, um, I mean, all of late night is like being shot remotely, which is very interesting and intriguing. And some of it is like pretty close to what it was.
0: That's interesting. That's very interesting.
1: John Oliver did an episode of Last Week Tonight and it was in his house. But it looked like like the set was different and they didn't have an audience. But like, they had clips. They had graphics. They
0: had –
1: John sounded pretty good. Like, That's the
0: perfect show for, for this format because he's so good at sitting behind a desk and making a compelling show right. just from that angle. Right. <coughs> Man. Absolutely. Yeah. I didn't think about that.
1: Yeah. And then, I mean, you know, th- I think people are like a little forgiving of the quality in terms of video and audio. And it's obviously totally. there's like a learning curve. I mean, actually that's something I want, like, so you've done Saturday night quarantine for like two weeks, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What was uh, the jump from week one to week two? Like what did what'd you like <laughs> sort of like, Oh man, maybe I should have these things set up or like, know how to work twitch better tell me
0: <clears throat> yeah we learned a lot <clears throat> um i'm andrew porter who's produced a bunch of stuff through absolutely and he's like done all the on cinema stuff he's uh he's great and he's helping me produce it um and <clears throat> it, it i i say i'm doing snl by myself but it's like I, there's a small mm-hmm. group of people that are are helping me do this and we've learned Every day I feel like I'm learning more and more about it. The first week, in order to properly stream, and then I'm also during the show, I'm like cutting to pre-taped sketches that people have sent me. And so in order to do that, Mm -hmm. I had to learn this, this software called OBS. Mm-hmm. And that was like learning Photoshop in three days or Final <laughs> Cut Pro. So when I did it, <clears throat> I felt like I landed on the moon. Wow. It felt like it felt like an Apollo mission, like, yes, yeah. it was just me. But it was like a bunch of, it felt like I was in the control room, like, we did it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's
1: just the control room of you.
0: <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. <clears throat> but then for week two, there there's a... Uh, a man named Dustin Butler who's incredible at OBS and has done a bunch of, of Twitch shows and comedy mm-hmm. things through right. streaming and just knows all of that right. and he was able to make the transition. We- week one <clears throat> whoever was watching would see me have to screen share my, my desktop.
1: I thought it was I'd part of the charm. A <Yeah. clears throat>
0: And then for week two, Dustin was able to to help me do that. Mm-hmm. So uh, it just went so much smoother and so much easier because he's incredible at what he does. Yeah,
1: that's awesome. And he's doing that remotely?
0: Yeah, yeah. Damn. That's like the crazy
1: thing. I saw like, so the PAC Theater here in LA, they did this huge like benefit sort of like telethon on Twitch. And... They like on the Twitch stream, not only did they zoom every member of the wise kids, you know, they zoom them like playing risk online. Whoa. So they were like you, they're already playing risk online and then you could see all their faces and then all of that is on a Twitch stream. That's cool. Yeah. And I'm like, God damn, man. I, I said this to somebody like a few days ago, but I feel like we've been just drop kicked into the future of like entertainment. Like this is where we would have been like 15 years from now. Before, Fascinating. The, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, that's interesting.
1: Yeah, um, <coughs> like cause I wouldn't have like watched most stuff via live stream. I hate staying home. I hate staying home so, so much. <laughs> um,
0: it's good you started this podcast. You'll you'll be able to connect with people like this at least. I,
1: yeah, absolutely, man. Um well you mean like Marin started WTF, like no one would talk to him <laughs> so he started a podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man,
1: that's funny. Yeah. Like- yeah, that's uh well um Just one more, I I guess what I really wanna know about Saturday Night Quarantine is how did you come up with it?
0: This uh, this was around the time when it was like we'd reached a new tier of things kind of getting canceled or put on hiatus or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And it felt like there were just, you were constantly seeing articles about like, this thing isn't happening, this thing's paused, this is delayed, blah, blah, blah. And so when we saw that SNL was uh, put on an indefinite hiatus, it wasn't surprising, but it was like, wow, that's that's a big deal. Mm -hmm. And I just I thought I quote tweeted it and just said, fine, I'll do it myself, because (laughs) the idea of that was very that just seemed like a funny idea to me that like somebody would try to run around and and do all that. Yeah. And Tim Tim Baltz kind of poked and pushed me like, "Hey, you, you that would be very funny if you did that." And so I was like, "You know what? I'll give it a shot." That's and awesome, man. Here we are.
1: Yeah, it's definitely one of those happenstance sort of like, "Well, I just said this as like a joke." Right, right. And then it became reality. You Yeah. Man manifested into itself. It's gone Is that can we categorize that as gonzo comedy? <laughs> Where you like become part of the joke you make?
0: (laughs) Oh man, that's funny. I was halfway across the internet when the so and so kicked in. Right. Um, man, that's that's very funny. (laughs) I'm just. And yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm not literally doing. Right. Saturday Night Live. This is closer to a parody of the show. That's more what it is. But it is very fun. Yeah.
1: I you know you say parody and I do see that but I also think
0: like there's this punk rock DIY
1: vibe to it that I feel like was existing in the early days of SNL when they didn't know what they were doing and it was like that's that, definitely my
0: favorite period of SNL <clears throat> I think that I'm always fascinated to to watch that because it's like man they really were just figuring it out
1: yeah And, like, that was where they, like, broke a bunch of ground and, like, oh, this is exciting. like, that's why people tuned in every week because they're, like, oh, man, what are they going to do? Totally. Is is Ian going to lose all his hair? Just one strip (laughs) by one strip. Man, commitment to bits. Uh, You are, for those who aren't familiar, Ian um, wore a shot collar on Conan. (laughs) <laughs> and told, I, would you call them intentionally
0: bad jokes?
1: Cause like you're trying uh, to get I'll shocked. Let, I'll
0: let you call them that.
1: All right, I, I I just kind of put it out there. Um. Okay, I uh. I, I just want to tell people, the Saturday Night Quarantine is definitely like, other oh, live streams, like one of my favorite. And again, it's at 8.30 p.m. on Saturdays uh, Pacific time and 11.30 p.m. Eastern uh, time on Ian's Twitch. Um, You can follow Ian at Ian Abramson on Twitter and to get uh, updates on that. So, you know, this show, we just want to have a nice neat package of uh, comedy news and just kind of give a rundown of what's going on and indeed tell people that comedy is happening. Uh, and another exciting thing, sort of like behind the scenes, um, is, uh, fundraisers and, uh, like relief funds that are happening for comedy and because of comedy. Um, like I mentioned the Pack theater, uh, this like, you know, black box theater here in LA that, that really has, um, uh, a truly like, like diverse in every sense of the word, like theater they have stand-up they have sketch they have improv they have like all this experimental comedy and uh from people from all backgrounds they had to like you know raise money over this uh, telethon and they made over ten thousand dollars yeah like just doing six hours (laughs) straight streaming on twitch and like they did improv and i mean i thought improv over zoom would be real weird but it works
0: (laughs) that's awesome
1: yeah, uh, they got like a bunch of big guests and I, I just think, I just wanna say that it, I think it, the theaters definitely, all those theaters are worth saving, but I think it's amazing that people uh, in this time are really like putting it out there and they made that much money in like just six hours of uh, streaming. Um, have you performed at the pack, Ian?
0: Yeah, totally, yeah. I haven't done a ton there, but I definitely <clears throat> have have done some shows there and it's mm-hmm. it's a wonderful venue.
1: Yeah. Um, have you heard about the uh, Comedy Gives Back
0: COVID-19 Relief Fund? Um, I feel like I've I've seen a number of uh, uh, COVID-19 comedy-related fundraising things, so I'm not right. sure if I know that specific one. Can you tell me a little more about it?
1: Yeah, so Comedy Gives
0: Back is an organization
1: that was uh, before all like, – oh, man, I'm already getting tired of saying the before times, but that's what it is. <laughs> The before times, um, they helped comedians um, seek uh, mental health assistance and, uh, you know, get comics healthcare and, uh, you know, just generally help comedians out because, you know, we don't have a union or whatever. And in these times, they created a specific COVID-19 relief fund for touring comedians that obviously were really hardly, uh, like, uh, hit hard by uh, everything getting canceled so um, it's a fund that you can, if you, I, I think it's either eleven or twelve grand. Like, if you can prove that you toured doing comedy and made mm-hmm. that much money, like annually, like you can, like, be part of that fund. Wow, that's great. Yeah, and they're doing a big, big fundraiser on April fourth at four p.m. Uh, featuring like Anthony and Jeselnik and a bunch wow. of like big comedy stars. And that'll be live streamed as well because we're all live streaming and um, yeah, where that leads, uh, we'll talk about in a minute. <laughs> um, have you heard of, is there any uh, sort of like um, fundraisers, relief funds for theaters that you heard about or you want to shout out?
0: I heard about the pack one and I was really happy to see that. The improv community is such a, that's such a strong community and so to see a theater rally around that when not every theater has rallied around their community in that way makes right. me really happy to see that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I wish that was uh, that sort of Universal. like rally was happening all over. But yeah, each theater is kind of taken in venue. I mean, people are kind of <laughs> people are doing what they can, and oftentimes I don't know, like it doesn't seem like some good decisions are being made, but I'm glad that the pack is one of them. Um, Well, okay, so onto our next thing. Um, Obviously we have had a bunch of time on our hands, so much time, so much time that you could make a whole TV show by yourself. Are you watching or listening to anything that you
0: want to tell people? Oh man. I've been going through Mad Men again. I watched The Tiger King. You know, mm-hmm. if only to to keep up with the cultural zeitgeist. Right. Um, Is that mandated now? <laughs> it, it feels like it.
1: Like, Man. like, yeah. I feel like you'll have to um, to get the whatever vaccine that gets created. You'll have to have watched Tiger King. <laughs> They'll give you like a fucking ten qu- question comprehensive uh, <laughs> like quiz.
0: Totally. Quiz
1: yeah, and then you can get the vaccine. Um, I have not watched it. Um, I as a person who writes about comedy and runs a bureau all by himself, like I generally only get to watch the pilots of things and I never mm. get them up. So I've been making yeah. up for that.
0: That's cool. What are some of your
1: favorites? So I uh, I burned through all of Atlanta nice yeah that's I, such a good show it's so good and what's interesting is it's like each episode stands on its own almost yeah um and i i mean i knew that's the thing i know all this stuff is good it just like i get sent albums and specials and podcasts and sketches and like right. themes and i only have so much time in the day even though of i'm course. a person that hates sleep like, if I didn't have to sleep,
0: <laughs> I wouldn't sleep. I really like, like, hate that I have to sleep to live. That's so funny. Have yeah. you read DC Pearson's novel, uh, The Boy Who Couldn't Sleep and Never Had to?
1: No, but I, again, I knew that was a thing that existed and it made it yeah, in my inbox yeah. at some point. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Was yeah, it uh, about like, that? I mean, like, basically, whatever. yeah. Yeah. It definitely shares a lot of the themes of that. I think you'd enjoy it. Right.
1: Um, I uh, a friend of mine, um, a great, you know, uh, up and coming comedy director, Zane Rubin, uh, she suggested I watch Enlightened, which was the HBO show that a lot, a bunch of people overlooked like nine years ago. Yeah,
0: did you just watch it?
1: I just started watching it, and it has, I gotta say, like one of the best openings in a TV series ever. That elevator, my god, just like it opens on Laura Dern screaming kind of like, (laughs) I think that's like any show that opens on a breakdown, like it's just immediate act, like that was great. Um, You know, uh, (laughs) these are just suggestions perhaps that people have gotten to, but specifically recently in comedy, uh, things that have come out, uh, I got to listen to David Van Heisen's brand new uh, debut comedy album, um, Barn Door Open. And uh, I would say that David is more on the absurdist side of things, kind of like in the realm of where you are. Totally. Uh, yeah. Have you <clears throat> seen David at all? Or uh, I before? love
0: David. David is so, he's one of my favorite writers ever. And he's got such a fun kind of like uh, mid- Midwestern casual delivery as he's right. going into these like insanely wonderful, wonderful detailed uh, stories that like right. loop around. I I can't get enough of David Van Huysen.
1: Yeah, and it's truly even for somebody like me who's watched so much comedy, his stuff is truly out of left field. Like, <laughs> like I ne- like you like where it goes, you never really expect it.
0: Right. Yeah,
1: and uh, I mean it, it's becoming I think a more and more rare to see people who just don't break. Like he never, David
0: never breaks. That's a great point. I, yeah, he, the, yeah, the fact that he, he never, yeah, starts laughing and being like, haha, okay, I know this is stupid. Instead, yeah. he's like, this is the story. This yeah. is the truth that I'm telling. It makes right. you so into the story he's telling. Right. I yeah. love it. It's great
1: um have you listened to barn door, uh, door open yet
0: no i i have i haven't had the chance yet but i'm so excited i was so glad that he he was putting that out yeah do you want me to keep that in the podcast that you that I haven't yeah. i can admit that i, all right, I all right i'm kidding I'm... i give my full endorsement of david right. van heisen and i i want to listen to it yeah. i just haven't listened to it yet
1: yeah it's great yeah i think you'll i mean you already love the guy and it'll be uh it'll be awesome um I have also come across like this brand new podcast by Meg Stalter or Megan Stalter. She's very funny. Megan is hilarious. Um, I they're like three episodes in, and it's mostly like in in the name of the show, calling it "Confronting Demons." It's mostly it seems like Megan's confronting just people, and she's just being (laughs) confrontational, and it's like. There's that fine line. Um I don't know how often you've gotten to do this in like your bits or stand up but like gotten confrontational in a way that's fun and
0: everybody knows
1: that it's fun. And it's <laughs> that's like
0: that's something that she's incredible at.
1: Yeah. That like there's this this sort of intangible wink of like I'm not
0: really mad. <laughs> yeah. But still fully committed to to the point that she's making yeah right yeah she's so good at that
1: the first episode she like (laughs) the the i think the conceit of it is and i'm sorry to like ruin the bit a little bit but like she has all these famous comedians who she thought were going to be guests and then she like calls them and like they don't (laughs) know like they're supposed to be on the podcast and she's like
0: she confronts
1: them for being like bad people in her life (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh that's so funny
1: yeah it's um you know i i don't know that like the the people being like i sheltered at home like you know kind of spiraling out of anxiety about like what's going on is really giving me comfort i, I want to like just hear something super silly yeah 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 and uh that. yeah i think um Megan Salter is confronting demons, um, which mostly features her brother as a guest slash co-host. I think
0: <laughs> Nick, which That's is awesome,
1: is pretty great. He keeps being surprised that he is <laughs> on there, but it's very very <laughs> fun. So. Oh, yeah, that just came out on um, uh, from Forever Dog, and uh, yeah, just you know, wherever you listen to your podcasts, listen to um, Confronting Demons with Megan Stalter. Is there anything
0: you would want
1: to shout out at this time?
0: Oh man, uh, it's like everybody's new. doing. Everybody's doing great stuff. Let's Did see. you watch
1: Three Busy uh, Debras that premiered this weekend? I haven't watched it yet. No, I hear it's really funny. It is super funny. I mean, it definitely is further along those lines of being absurd. And I mean, it, I think takes absurdity to like such a, almost like Monty Python-esque level.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah. But it's done from this very like, you know, 21st century, man, that's an old antiquated way of saying now (laughs) who says 21st century. Um, but I guess, yeah, you'd say millennial take on like um on being that absurd and that silly and yet highly satirical and having a feminist message to it. It's really uh really great and definitely even though it's like a weird upside down world, it's much more fun than the one that we're living in. <laughs> Currently, that's great. yeah. Um, for those not familiar, the Three Busy Debras, uh, they're this long running comedy group/slash trio of um, Mitra Druhari, Sandy Honig, and Alyssa Stonaha. And uh, they once crowdfunded themselves into playing Carnegie Hall, that was a real thing,
0: that's right. That was really cool and impressive,
1: yeah. And that should have got them an adult swim show just off of that. But you know, say love me. I uh, just wanted to get to one last uh, thing here before we wrap it all up. Thank you so much, Ian. Um, You got it. Yeah. I, so obviously there will be an end to all of this Uh, Mm -hmm. and comedy. I mean, everything's changed and I think um, comedy will obviously be changed. Um, specifically i think live streaming is going to be a much bigger thing than it ever was i mean it already is but like don't you think that like venues ought to or maybe they will be like live streaming shows from venues because it's not like everybody's going to get to go outside like immediately they're going to like roll it out right right so I, I figure I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if like, you know, venues had like limited capacity and then they live stream the show and then charge you to watch it just so you could That's hear. That's a people. cool idea. Yeah. Um, what do you think of that? What would you think of doing I, along those lines if you would do something like that? Like, would you have an episode of Saturday Night Quarantine
0: with a live audience and then you'd live stream it? like you know that could be fun that that would be fun yeah i mean i haven't really thought too much about that just because we've been so in this mode of we need to isolate and that's been the biggest priority but um knowing that someday it'll be um safe and acceptable to go outside and exist on some level even even if we as you're saying have to be in smaller crowds that would be i'm i'm Strictly from a comedy standpoint, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens and see where it grows and changes. Uh, live comedy, I think will always exist and people trying to figure out how to use this, this new, um, not, not that streaming is brand new, but I feel like it's new to so many of us right. that I, I'm sure it'll only get used more and more. And I'm, I'm excited by that in that sense.
1: Right. Um, I think it's no it's just being normalized, you know?
0: Totally. That's a good way to put
1: it. Yeah. Like like I wouldn't have paid money for a live stream 2 months ago, but like after this maybe That's a great point. Yeah, that's a very good point. Um I just thought, like, if you started having like a minimal audience at Saturday Night quarantine, like you could have this subplot <laughs> that you started a cult and everyone had to like watch you perform every right, Saturday. Subplot, is-
0: not reality.
1: <laughs> not reality. It's parody, parody, <laughs> and satire. No, I'm
0: not actually starting a cult. That's not actually happening.
1: You can't see it, but, but Ian is definitely not one
0: to talk saying that. <laughs>
1: Um oh, well, cool man. thanks for being um my first guest co-host on the comedy. Thank Beer you
0: so Channel. much for having me yeah this man. is so so exciting. I'm excited to see what happens and where it goes and to see it continue to grow
1: yeah, thank you man and uh hopefully uh, we'll I'll be able to just talk about mostly comedy and not avoiding what's going on soon enough totally um now, do you uh have anything to plug, anything else you want to mention? Obviously, we talked about Saturday night quarantine, but anything else that you're up to and where people can find you on the internet? Saturdays on Twitch.
0: Come check it out. We're doing a lot of fun, crazy stuff
1: right. uh yeah, you and uh Tim Barnes and uh mm-hmm. uh who else Tommy McNamara it seems to be a yeah, mess. totally, and then a yeah, lot but... of other people just submitting sketches that are really funny. That's right. Yeah. Uh, That's great. Uh, Again, you can follow Ian uh, on Twitter at Ian Abramson and on Instagram at Ian Abramson Twitter. Uh, That's really how it is. Um, I'm Jake Kroger. Uh, You can follow uh, at the Comedy Bureau at the Comedy Bureau across platforms. Um, There's a GoFundMe, a Patreon, uh, because, you know, live comedy was kind of like my business. And then that kind of like what got taken away and so uh i need support for uh it to survive um because i was barely making any money anyway and then i spent a lot of yada 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 you you get it people need help (laughs) i i need help um i'll put all that in the show notes uh i'm jay kroger you can follow me on twitter at mfj kroger and on instagram at not the supermarket uh, this has been the Comedy Bureau Field Report, uh, part of Leave Podcast. Um, comedy is still happening, and as uh, the great Bertie Stevens would say, enjoy it. The comedy Bureau Field Report is produced and edited by Jake Ruger, theme by Brian Grenell, artwork by Andrew Dillon KT, and podcast on Leave Podcasts.